Chapter fifty six of the Cliff Climbers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Cliff Climbers by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter fifty six The Adjutants. The brace of gigantic birds that had thus alighted by the shore of the little lake were, to say the least, uncouth creatures for the whole ornithological world might be ransacked without finding a greater oddity than the adjutant in the first place it stands six feet upon its long straight shanks though its actual length measuring from the tip of its bill to the termination of its claws is full seven and a half the beak of itself is over a foot in length several inches in thickness with a gibbous enlargement near the middle and having both mandibles slightly curved downwards the spread of a full-grown adjutant's wing is fifteen feet or five yards from tip to tip quite equally in extent either that of the chilean condor or the wandering albatross in colour the adjutant may be described as black above and white underneath neither that being very pure the upper plumage is a dirty brownish black while the belly and underparts present a dull white appearance partly from an admixture of greyish feathers but also from the circumstance that the bird is usually bedaubed with dirt as mud from the marshes where it feeds and other filth in which it seems to take delight but for this foulness the legs of the adjutant would be of a dark colour but in the living bird they are never seen of the natural hue being always whitened by the dust shaken out of its plumage and other excrement that attaches itself to the skin the tail is black above and white underneath more especially the under coverts which are of a pure white these last are the plumes so highly prized under the name of marabout feathers an erroneous title arising through a mistake made by the naturalist Tamink in comparing the indian adjutant with another and very different species of the same genus the marabout stork of africa one of the distinctive characteristics of the adjutant or argala as it is better known to the indians and one too of its ugliest features is a naked neck of a flesh-red colour the skin shrivelled corrugated and covered with brownish hairs these bristles are more thickly set in young birds but become thinner with age until they almost totally disappear leaving both head and neck quite naked this peculiarity causes a resemblance between the adjutant bird and the vultures but indeed there are many other points of similarity and the stork may in all respects be regarded as a vulture the vulture of the gualatores or waders in addition to the naked neck the adjutant is furnished with an immense dewlap or pouch which hangs down upon its breast often more than a foot in length and changing from pale flesh-colour to bright red along with the skin of the throat at the back of the neck is found still another singular apparatus the use of which has not been determined by the naturalist it is a sort of vesicular appendage capable of being inflated with air and supposed to serve as an atmospheric buoy to assist in sustaining the bird in its flight the inflation has been observed to take place under exposure to a hot sun and therefore it is natural to infer that the rarefaction 
of the air has something to do in causing the bird to use this organ as the adjutant often flies to a great height it is possible that this balloon-like apparatus is necessary to sustaining it in the rarefied atmosphere found at such an elevation the annual migration of the bird over the lofty chain of the himalayas might not be possible or if possible more difficult without this power of decreasing the specific gravity of its body it is scarce necessary to say that the adjutant like all birds of the family to which it belongs is a filthy and voracious feeder carnivorous in the highest degree and preferring carrion and garbage to any other sort of food it will kill and swallow live kind such as frogs snakes small quadrupeds and birds the latter not so very small either since it has been known to bolt a whole fowl at a single swallow even a cat or a hare can be accommodated with a passage down its capacious gullet but it will not attempt to kill either one or the other since notwithstanding its gigantic size it is one of the veriest cowards in creation a child with a bit of a switch can at any time chase the adjutant away and an enraged hen will put it to flight whenever it strays into the neighborhood of her young brood it does not retreat without first making a show of defiance by placing itself in a threatening attitude with reddened throat and a beak wide agap from which latter proceeds a loud roaring like that of a bear or tiger all this however is mere braggadocio for on the enemy continuing the attack it immediately cools down and betakes itself to ignominious flight such are a few peculiarities of the gigantic stork known as the adjutant or argala it only remains to be added that there are at least two perhaps three other species of storks of very large dimensions though not so large as this one that for a long time have been confounded with it one of these is the marabou which inhabits the tropical regions of africa and which also produces the plumes so much prized in the world of fashion the feathers of the african species however are far less beautiful and valuable than those of the tail of the adjutant and it is these last that are really best known as marabout feathers in consequence of the mistake made by temminck and propagated by the anatomist cuvier another great stork differing both from the argala of asia and the marabou of africa inhabits the island of sumatra it is known to the natives as the burong kambe while in the neighboring island of java is found either a fourth species of these gigantic birds or the same that belongs to sumatra it is somewhat singular that such creatures should have remained so long unknown to the scientific world it is not much more than a half a century since travellers began to describe them with any degree of exactness and even at the present time their history and habits have received but very slight elucidation this is the more surprising when we consider that on the banks of the ganges even in calcutta itself the adjutant is one of the most common birds constantly stalking about the houses and entering the enclosures with as much familiarity as if it was one of the regular domestics of the establishment its services as a scavenger procure for it an immunity from persecution and it is not only tolerated by the people but encouraged in its advances towards fellowship with them
notwithstanding that at times it becomes rather troublesome in its attentions to the young ducklings chicklings and other denizens of the farmyard sometimes they are not even contented with such fare as may be found outside but have been known to enter the bungalow snatching a smoking joint from the table and swallow it before either master or servant could rescue the dainty morsel from between their long and tenacious mandibles when seen in flocks wading through the water with wings outstretched as is their custom they may be taken for a fleet of small boats at other times when stalking about over the sandy shores and picking up the debris strewed along the banks of the sacred river they resemble a crowd of native women engaged in the like occupation oft times they may be seen feeding voraciously upon the filthiest carrion of animals and not unfrequently upon a human body in a state of putrefaction the corpse of some deluded victim to the superstition of juggernaut which has been thrown into the so styled sacred river to be washed back on the beach an object of contention between pariah dogs vultures and these gigantic cranes of the ganges End of chapter 56 Recording by Dion Jones, Salt Lake City, Utah